Usually. All right. All right. <laughs> Today is Thursday, April 5th. This is TNT Sports Talk. We are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski, joined by my other host, Truman Karcheski. How's it going? And we are welcomed in the studio today by special guest Cole Stafford. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be on the show. He's going to help us break down the Masters a little bit later into the show. But first, we're going to get into baseball. Opening day, you know, season's starting to get under wraps here. A couple storylines, not a lot, but a couple storylines that we wanted to talk about was uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, he's playing in New York right now. He's the center fielder for the Rays, I believe. Uh, it's about low 40s in New York. They had a lot of snow. Their game was postponed due to the snow. So to try and combat this cold, he planned to cover his entire body with Vaseline. <laughs> So uh, he said he's learned it from other players. He said Plaxico Burris, wide receiver for the Giants, used to do it all the time. But when the game, when the time for the game, he actually said he forgot to do it. I just thought this was a really kind of a funny story to mention. Yeah, I remember Plaxico Burris, he did it against Green Bay when they played in the playoffs in 2007. Um, I didn't really think anything of it, but like in baseball, I feel like it's, I feel like it's really hard to play when it's cold. And whatever, whatever you can do to make yourself feel somewhat warmer and more comfortable um i guess do it but i i don't really know if he made a story about it how he forgot it yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's just weird like who put vaseline yeah who yeah. like who's gonna like do this for him like the trainer whatever whatever you do whatever you gotta just do to cover make yourself him up in vaseline i don't know yeah, so that was just a fun little story we wanted to throw in there. But a big story that just came out yesterday was Charlie Blackman, the – what does he play? He's, he's an outfielder. I don't know what – Yeah, well, yeah. he plays all over center the field, field, I believe. Yeah, maybe center field. He plays for the Rockies. He got a new extension. Uh, what was it? $108 million for six years. Yeah, six, six years. years. Uh, I think it, with uh, – what do you say? Bonuses, it goes up to 116. Yep. He's a career 305 hitter. He's had a great season so far. He's hitting 316. He already has four home runs, two-time All-Star. This is a good idea to get him done early so he doesn't have to face that 2019 free agent market, which is Kershaw, Harper, Andrew Miller, Josh Donaldson. It's a good idea for the Rockies just to get him signed up because they have Nolan Arenado, who's another name coming up. So they got, they're really trying to keep that core together. Yeah, it's huge for the Rockies, I think, because... They, you know, they've been bad. They, they were bad for a long time, and now they have their franchise player, um, and they can kind of, they got him, you know, they got him now for six years. They can kind of focus on other needs because they've got the guy they want to, you know, kind of run their franchise around because Charlie Blackman is one of the best players in the game, and now they don't have to worry about losing him. Yeah. I would say, uh, like Truman said, they have a franchise player now. Um, only thing I'd be concerned with is this deal is he's 31 years old right now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Six-year contract. He's gonna have some um, regression. Yeah, and like you said, right now he's playing some of the best baseball of his career. Mm. But you know, that's a lot of commitment going to a, a lot of commitment going to a guy who's 31 years old. Yeah. By the time his contract, yeah. his contract will be 37. Hopefully so. they can keep that that core group together. But they they need they need pitching I think before they can really make a serious run. Yeah, they can surround him with some young guys. Yeah. They could be good. Yeah. Definitely. So then, um, last storyline we want to talk about was Otani. We talked about him last week. We were kind of we spoke too soon. We said we don't think he's going to be a good DH player. And then he went out the next two nights and he hit a home run against the Indians. Sadly, he said he'll hit a home run on Tuesday, I believe, versus Josh Tomlin. And which you know wasn't a big deal. Josh Tomlin isn't that great of a pitcher, but he hit one yesterday off of the reigning Cy Young winner and Corey Kluber. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I still don't know what I think about Otani because I think he's a pitcher. I think he's going to be a good pitcher. I don't think he's going to be a great pitcher. 
But, you know, I just think there's going to be a point in his career where he's going to want to focus on one or the other. Um, I just think hitting and pitching is just going to be too hard mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but, you know, that was cool to see. Um, it shows to see he is a good, he's a good hitter. Um, but I just think there's going to come a point for him that he's just going to want to focus on one or the other. Um, so I still kind of stand with the side that he's going to be a pitcher one day. But, you know, it was cool to see that he can be um, a good hitter. Yeah, I think it's definitely cool. I love to see pitchers go yard and yeah. once in a while. I mean, it's <laughs> it's refreshing to them, you know, for them to get up there and actually swing the bat for once. And, yeah. Yeah. Do something know, different. Because usually in the National League, it's just a wasted, you know, they get up. A wasted and it's, spot. It's a yeah. Wasted spot. But it, it's cool to see him, you know, get up there and hit some home runs. Yeah. He's young enough, I think, to where now he really doesn't have to make that choice between pitcher or hitter. I think, it, he, like Truman said, later in his career, it's going to take a toll every single day. You got to do one or the other. I think it's. Corey Kluber even said, like, he doesn't know how it's possible to choose yeah. one or the yeah. other because pitching is so, even batting is so strategic and just so much stuff you got to know. But if he can do it, you know, hats off to him. Let him keep going. Um, so now we're going to transition into a little bit of football talk. But before we do that, we wanted to remind you guys that our show is still brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For $7, for only $7, Dee's Home Cuts provides you with a modern haircut with styling. Truman and I have been getting our haircut over there for the past couple months, and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you can tell you're always going to get a professional cut. The cuts get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading their equipment, so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can all you can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter or Instagram at Dom's Home Cuts. DM for an appointment, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts professional haircuts at a low price. So, transitioning to a little bit of football talk, a couple free agents got signed up and big names been moving all over. We had RG3 who signed with the Ravens, one-year deal. I don't know the money on that. Probably not very Probably much. Probably not much, but it's, I don't, it's an okay signing, I think. I don't, RG3 is not what he used to be. I mean, you get cut by the Browns, that's pretty low. <laughs> As a quarterback. I don't know, I think, I think the Ravens are kind of interested to see what he can do. Because obviously the Browns didn't have much talent. Uh, no offense, Cole and the other Browns fans out there, they just don't have that much talent. So he couldn't, he didn't have that much to work with. But um, the Ravens, they're a better team, um, and it will be interesting. Obviously Joe Flacco's the starter there, but you know he struggled the past couple of years. Um, so I think RG3 is going to go in there. Obviously he's the backup. But if something were to happen with Flacco or something like that, he's been injury prone in the past. We can see what he can do with a different team with with a little bit of talent around him. I think it's. Just- Awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. <laughs> um, I mean, to be cut by the Browns, now you said the Browns are not good. Yeah. But um, we know that. But to be <laughs> cut by the Browns, I mean, come on. And, I mean, like Travis said, he's not the same guy he was yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. He his rookie year. He was a standout player. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. right? Put up some good put numbers. And now he's injury prone. That um, knee just... The knee is a big problem. One hit and he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I just and I don't think Flacco's going anywhere. No. Honestly. He's, yeah. he's older, but he's they can get some wide receivers around him. Yeah. I think that Flacco's still got, you know, yeah, five years in him. Flacco's very underrated. I think it's a minimal minimal risk move though, because you're just it's I we don't know the money because it's probably very minimal. I mean he was looking for an opportunity anywhere he could find one. Um and you know, if RG three were to get back to some of a form that he could be a good quarterback you know, that's obviously a high reward, but I, I don't think it's going to matter much because I do think Flacco will start, and I think he'll play most of the season. If he misses a couple games, we'll see, but um, I don't really think it's that big of a move. 
Yeah, it's just interesting to see somebody who was, like Cole said, so high, and then he just falls, and now he's just looking for anything he can get right yeah. now. Another move that happened uh, while we were after Tuesday's show, I think it was, Brandon Cooks was traded to the Rams for a first and a six-round pick. Cook really never was that number one guy in New England. I don't think he could ever really be the number one guy, especially now with Edelman coming back, who's, as we know, Brady's one of Brady's favorite targets, aside from Gronk. I think this is a great move for the Rams. It shows they're going in this year. They're going. They're pushing everything in. They're going to give Goff finally a number one guy. They had Sammy Watkins last year, and he played really well there. So I think it's a good move for them right now. Yeah, it's interesting because Brandon Cooks is on a one. He's gonna. He has one year left on his contract, um, and that adds to the Rams. Um, a lot of the players that they've added this offseason that everyone says they've had such a fantastic offseason, which they have. They've added a lot of talent, but there are a lot of one year deals, and there's a lot of unsure things about it. Um, and to give up a first-round pick, um, it's kind of interesting because I, I think people still undervalue first-round picks. Like, those are important. Mm-hmm. To have some young talent, a young first-round pick coming in, that's important. And they're not going to get that this year. Um, but Brandon Cooks, he's a good receiver. Um, he's not great. I think he'll do great with Jared Goff, though, in that system. There's a lot of speed on that offense now. Mm-hmm. Um and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I like the move for the Patriots, honestly, but uh, I can also see why the Rams did it. Yeah, it just Cooks, I feel like Cooks has never really been given that 100% you know, chance he's been shipped everywhere he's went. He's still in the rookie deal right now with the Saints. So hopefully he can kind of find a stable base with the Rams. Maybe he signs again, but I think it's a good move for right now. So then, like you said, the Patriots, you know, that was a great move for them, bringing in that first-round pick. It was the 23rd overall pick. They now have in the top, draft in the top rounds they have the 23rd the 31st the 43rd and the 63rd which is a little bit different from what the Patriots usually do they usually don't value first round draft picks as much as because they're always you know Super Bowl they're always towards the end of the first round but now they got a lot of capital I think this is going to be interesting to see what they do you know maybe they go after I heard their talks of them trying to move up and get Rosen I don't believe that's going to happen but like Truman one of Truman's favorite guys Mason Rudolph is going to be there I think they're going to draft a quarterback high to try and replace Brady yeah they definitely there's still you know even though the Patriots are fantastic um there's still needs that they need to fill um I don't think that second corners I mean they got McCourty from the Browns but he's older um, they get, they're going to need to draft a corner. They obviously need a left tackle after Solder left for New York. Um, so there are some needs that they can definitely use these first two uh, first um, overall picks for. Um, but I just think uh, one of them could be used for a quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson would be very interesting to go to. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> um, but Mason Rudolph, obviously the guy I like. But I, I still think the Patriots got this first-round pick just to draft talent, um, to give Brady a little bit more uh, for his last couple of years here. Um, so I, we'll see. Um, they obviously know what they're doing better than anyone in the world because they're the Patriots. So you can't really judge any move that they make. You can't really say any move that they make is a bad move because it always turns out to be a good move. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, like you said, Truman, that this is the Patriots, and they've been dominant for the past couple of years here. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be smart to go get a quarterback, honestly. I mean, I don't think Brady's going anywhere in the near future. No. Um, But he started his career sitting behind, you know, the starter. And uh, I think that there's no better person that you can learn from for arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Um, And I think going out and getting some younger talent around him um, is going to help. And uh, whether Gronk comes back or not. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. That's still, Um, yeah. You know, it depends. That might open up, you know, 
a couple more options for them as well. Yeah, I think this is you know what we saw with the Packers when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. They had Brett Favre, who's an established good quarterback, but they just drafted the best player available there in Aaron Rodgers, and they were able to stash him behind Favre for three years, and look how that turned out. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what they do with these picks. It's going to be interesting because, like I said, the Patriots never really have been a huge player in the draft, more free agency and late-round guys who just turn out to be studs like Edelman. All coaching. Yeah, it's... Belichick is just insane. That whole system is just crazy. Yeah. So now we're going to transition again to another kind of small story you may not have heard of, but Von Miller. Uh, as you know, Von Miller, he's a pretty interesting guy. If you guys don't know, you know, he's he raises chickens in his backyard. <laughs> he's a big hunter, big fisherman. And he was going on a fishing trip in Florida where he caught a nine and a half foot hammerhead shark. And he took a picture with it. But now he's being investigated by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission because they said PETA, which uh, PETA is like the animal rights people. (laughs) They're kind of annoying. But uh, they said that the shark looked dead. Von Miller said it didn't. But now they're being investigated because if he killed that shark, it's like a a year-long prison sentence and all this stuff that could come out of this. But I don't really know how they're going to prove it. So I just thought it was interesting that... I, I think it's an interesting story, and I don't think it's going to really affect the season, but it's just, I don't know, Pete is a bunch of bullshit, so yeah. we'll just, <laughs> I can let Cole kind of go off on that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, what the NFL and like other NFL players are doing, I mean, whether he killed or didn't kill a shark, yeah. is the least of anyone's worries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is it, I, didn't even, I didn't even know it was illegal to... Kill a shark. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, and for a pr- to get a prison sentence. For yeah, it? yeah. It's. I mean, it's just typical, you know, PETA. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. human said, but it's whatever. Yeah, well, it doesn't distract. I think I saw something career. where it's like a hammerhead shark's like a you can't kill a hammerhead. Shark. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're gonna move on though. It's kind of crazy story. If it does turn into something, we'll obviously talk about it, but I don't think it will. Um. So another story that we had, kind of another small story, was Odell. He was at UCLA the other day throwing the ball around. Uh, I don't know with who, but there was a picture with him holding a ball. And if you zoom in on the ball, it has the picture of the Browns logo, which is pretty crazy to think. Uh, I, I don't think it's much because I think the Browns are all have been around UCLA scouting like Rosen and stuff like that. But it's kind of kind of funny to see that. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's kind of cool. I don't think it's anything really. Um, I think that they probably that you know college balls and NFL balls they're different. Um, so obviously I think people wanted to see Rosen. So they, I'm sure a bunch of teams just brought NFL balls, yeah. including the Browns, because they obviously want to see Rosen because they're looking for a quarterback. So I think it was just he happened to throw a Browns football that they brought to Odell and he was just carrying it. And obviously people are gonna overhype that, especially Browns fans, because. You know, Odell uh, is obviously on the trade block, and people want him. Um, some fans want him. Some fans don't. But it's interesting to see. I think if he was to get traded, Browns could be a spot for him. So, obviously, that just kind of blew it up even more. But I, I don't think that really mattered. I don't think that's an effect that yeah. affects it at all. That's the closest the Browns will ever come to Odell. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think so, because I don't think it's going to happen. But um, I don't know. I think it's just a big overreaction. Yeah. I see across the table though, Cole has Odell and then no. no. <laughs> One thing I put in my notes was no. I I think, um, first of all, I don't think Odell's the kind of guy you want in the Browns organization. Yeah. Especially pairing him with yeah, Landry. And 
with the organization that's already struggling, you don't need to yeah. add the drama that he brings. And the offseason he's had so yeah. far. Is and, yeah. I mean, he's a great, he has great athletic ability. I'm mm. not going to deny that. But for the Browns right now, it's a big no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I don't think he'll go to Cleveland. I think he will get traded though, because it sounds like it is. It's heating. One up. thing I saw was you know the Patriots they got that twenty third pick and the thirty first pick, and the Rams want two first round picks. If the if he ended up going to the Patriots, I think that would probably be, be the worst spot. For I don't him think the Giants go. would do that because no. I don't think the Giants would want to make the Patriots that much better, even though they're already great. And it's too late first round picks, which which no no question still is very good because it's their first mm-hmm. round picks. But I think the Giants are looking for you know a top ten pick and then something else. Yeah, I don't think Belichick and Odell would clash very well on the field. Yeah, that's true. Flashy. Um, so obviously the draft is in a under two week, three weeks actually. We are today. It's on the twenty sixth. So we wanted to go back from the draft last year, and we wanted to redraft if we were GMs or if, you know what we thought GMs would do to redraft the first picks, first ten picks from last year. We're gonna do this. I want to do it every week. We'll go next week. We'll go uh, ten through twenty, but we're gonna go first ten picks. Uh, we're gonna start with the Browns at number one. They took Miles Garrett. I think they would have stayed there at Miles Garrett. If I think it's this year. I think they would have picked a Sean Watson. Um, really? I think they've just they're so desperate for a quarterback and they just want a franchise quarterback. And Sean Watson so so much promise, even though he tore his ACL eventually, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. But I think he showed so much promise that they would just do anything to have that type of promise at the quarterback position. So I think they would have gone to Sean Watson at number one. Yeah, and then number two, we had the Bears who picked Trubisky. I think that stays the same, too. I think they like Trubisky. I think he could be their, he's going to be their franchise quarterback for a little while. I think that's a good, safe pick. I think the Bears at that pick would – I don't think they got the development they wanted out of Trubisky. I know he didn't have much talent. Um, I think the Bears would have just went best overall and just Garrett. taken Miles Garrett with all the talent he has. And number three, the 49ers, they took Solomon Thomas. He, Thomas, he had a decent year, but I think they would have went up and gotten the probably the best player out of that draft, which is Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, the best, one of the best corners in the NFL. Yeah, sure up that defense. They just got Richard Sherman. I think that would have been a great pair with him. Uh, I think Solomon Thomas is a bust, and I think that was a bad pick. So obviously they would go anywhere different here. Um, I think they would have went uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, I like what he did in Jacksonville. I think he was very good. Um, and eventually they got Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they would have Jimmy Garoppolo and Leonard Fournette. They would have that offense kind of set up the run game in the pass game. So I think San Francisco would again went with Fournette. For the Jaguars pick Fournette, I think they would have stayed with that. I liked. I think they really liked what they got out of Fournette this year, even though he had a couple injuries, couple off the field small stuff. But I think you know he helped. He was a big part in getting them to that championship game. So I think they would have stayed there. I think uh, Jacksonville actually would have went with Juju Smith-Schuster. That um, high? Yeah, I really think I'm that high on Juju Smith-Schuster. Wow, I that's was a, that's high a on surprise. Him last year. Um, I was high on him last year. Uh, I thought he was um, going to be – I thought he should have been higher than um, where he was picked. I think he was second or third round. Um, he, he was third round. Yeah, he played very good um, for Pittsburgh this year. Obviously, he's kind of making his name there. Um, so I would have definitely went with Juju, and it would have added another tier to Jacksonville that um, is would have made them even more scary. So five, the Titans chose Corey Davis. I'm gonna go. I think they would stay there. I don't think. I think Corey Davis. He, he had a decent year last year. He was hurt most of the year. I think he had a, like he like uh he hasn't really gotten a shot at that number one spot. I think they like him, and I think he will he will progress at 
become a true number one receiver over the next year. Yeah, I think Tor Davis played good, um, and I think Tennessee could could do that. Um, but I actually like Tennessee with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I think he's, like you said, obviously Ohio State guy. I don't really like that. But he was a lockdown corner this year. He's best ar- corner in the already league. Arguably. one of the best corners in the league. The best. Um, and no, you think he's better I, I think than you guys yeah, down He Jets. had more. I think there was one point last year where he had more interception yards than interception return yards and yards he gave up. I think there was a point where A.J. Bouye or whatever guy from Jacksonville had like a a 12 passer rating. I mean, there's good corners. I think you can throw them I all. Think I think he's one of the best young corners in the league. The he's, best. He's, okay, well, you're just going to say that because you're biased. And that <laughs> he's coming out of OSU. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the best. best he's the yeah. best. Yeah. Anything out of Ohio State. DBU, DBU. So I think Tennessee would have gone with Marshawn Lattimore because I don't think eventually they would. I think he would obviously show shutdown um, there, and they wouldn't have had to cough up a huge contract for Malcolm Butler, and they would have their guy, um, mm. the younger talent. Six, the Jets chose Jamal Adams. I think he's st- I think. They stay with that pick. I like Jamal Adams. He showed a lot last year. He really helps that Jets defense. Um, yeah, I would have picked Jamal. I think that I I have the same thing. Okay. Seven, the Chargers chose Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. I don't he was injured last year, but I think if the Chargers knew what they were getting into, they would have chose Derek Barnett, who went to the Eagles, had a good year last year. He had that fumble in the Super Bowl and cover uh, strip Brady. I think that's a good pick for them. You would then you would add uh, Bosa, Ingram, and Derek Barnett. That'd be scary. Um, I'm going with Charge. They picked, they picked Williams. You said. Uh, I think they just kind of swapped that out. And I think they they go with Davis. Yeah. Um, Davis showed promise. Uh, Corey Davis. He played for Tennessee. Um, I had them obviously picking um, Lattimore. So I think Davis would have dropped a little bit. I think the Chargers would have picked him, um, giving Philip Rivers a weapon. Then at eight, the Panthers chose McCaffrey. He had a decent year, but I think knowing what we know now, they would have chose Alvin Kamara out of Tennessee. He was the best, more probably the best. You know, they had there was a lot of them, but I think he was the best rookie running back, and I think that would really help the Panthers. I had the out. same thing. Um, he's kind of the same thing as Christian McCaffrey. He can catch the ball, backfield, do a lot, play in the slot. Um, but he had more production than Christian McCaffrey, so I think Kamara would have went to Carolina there. And at nine, I have another running back, the Bengals. They chose John Ross, who I think is going to be a bust. I think they just chose him because of that speed. He didn't really even play at all last year. I think they choose Kareem Hunt out of Toledo, which is crazy, but he was a, a pro bowler. He had ridiculous first couple of games. They like Mixon, but I think you choose Hunt over with Mixon. I think you choose Hunt every time. This is going to sound weird, but Cincinnati Cincinnati's so interesting. They have Andy Dalton. I hate Andy Dalton. I think he's a bad quarterback. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, so I, interestingly enough, think they would take Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Stu- I know he didn't play, um, but he showed promise in the preseason and the in the snaps he got. So they just cut ties with Dalton. No, I don't think they no, I, I think I disagree they would with keep, that. I think they would keep Dalton. I think he would sit behind Dalton, which isn't great. You don't yeah. not sitting behind Dalton. But I think at that point, kind of do what they did, uh, Kansas City did with um, Alex Smith. I think at the end of the season mm-hmm. they would trade Dalton um, wherever he may go, and then Mahomes would eventually take over. Uh, that's interesting. I just know I don't. I like. I, I, like, know, I, I don't. Do, I think I agree with you that Andy Dalton, not a good quarterback, horrible, yeah. awful. <laughs> but for some reason, year after year, Cincinnati. They stay by him. Yeah, I don't know. And they stay by their coach. They they love the guy. Yeah, they stay. They stay. It's like it's like they're afraid to just move on from something. Yeah, Andy Dalton, coach Andy Dalton. 
the combination obviously doesn't work. It's yeah, dead, I think, it's shown I think it doesn't AJ work. Green has really covered up a lot for Andy Dalton over the past They years. are, in my opinion, the most sorry franchise right now in the NFL. Cause well, they, they're, they're obviously not concerned about it. Yeah, yeah no they're, they're, they do not I mean, make they got, moves. They got, yeah, they got Andy Dalton quarterback. They still got Perfect, who just gets time after time. The only time they're mistakes. in the news is for one of their defensive players getting suspended. Yeah. And I don't understand it because they're obviously not going anywhere with Andy Dalton. So at that point, I would pick their next guy at Mahomes. But I, like you said, this is what I would do. I don't think Cincinnati would end up doing that. Okay, and then we have 10. The Chiefs, they took Mahomes. I think they take the best quarterback available right now. I think they take Deshaun Watson. Oh, I didn't see. I don't think you should have had Deshaun Watson well, yeah, dropping that part. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs would have picked Kareem Hunt there. Um, I think yeah. they eventually picked him in the later rounds. Um, Cream Hunt just showed a lot, and I don't think they would want any mm-hmm. risk of him going anywhere else. So I think they would eventually pick Cream Hunt there. Yeah, we. I don't know what Mahomes is gonna do, but I think you know Watson. If you choose between Watson and Mahomes right now, you're gonna take Watson. Um, now we're gonna move on. We're gonna do we're gonna do picks 11 through 20 next week. We're gonna keep doing this and uh, till the draft. We're gonna move on to some basketball talk, but before we do that. Our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Cole? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ellis. <laughs> Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs, and you will never be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. Damn, Ellis. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on to some basketball talk now. Uh, playoffs are starting in a couple of days here. We got Ty Lue is coming back from the Cavs. Uh, he was took off a couple weeks for his health. He's coming back. The Cavs have been eight and one without him. Uh, they got the Wizards tonight. This is you know if, this is scary for Ty Lue because if he come back and the Cavs start to underperform, I think no brainer they just got to get rid of him. Yeah, I like I said I like I said when he went out, I don't think he's gonna make that much of a difference because I think it's LeBron's team. I uh, listen. I think Ty Lue's an idiot. Um, I, I don't like him, and I think they could get a much better coach, um, especially with LeBron. I think a lot of guys would be willing to come to Cleveland um, to coach. Um, but I don't think it's going to make that much of an impact. I think uh, who's coaching Larry Drew, yeah. I don't think uh, there's going to be that much of a difference between what the styles were. So I think it's gonna they're going to be the same, and they are underperforming. Uh, so I think eventually they should get rid of him, but I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. I agree with Travis. I think if he comes back... Yeah, and they start... Yeah, he's already on the There's no question about that. I think regardless of how they do this year, he's gone next year. Yeah, and it Um, it puts them in a tough spot because they can't really... Like fire him before the playoffs or even during the playoffs. No, they're to the point now where they got they got. Well, the thing with with Cleveland is that team does not do well with drama and things that happen. So you got to you got to stabilize the team for now. But I think he's gone next year, and Mm -hmm. it's not going to matter who they bring in. Yeah, if they bring in anybody. Um, it's LeBron's team regardless. regardless. Yeah. Um, whoever LeBron wants is who's going to be there. And 
to be honest, I don't. I know you. I don't. I know you don't like LeBron Truman, but uh, <laughs> I. Th- I think just you know we don't need a head coach. Just let LeBron. No, yeah, exactly. Let, LeBron's let, the coach. Just let LeBron be like a player coach. But, I, but save the money. Yeah. Don't hire. Just let LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But like honestly, it's if you have LeBron, the place is so attractive to where they can get someone LeBron wants. So during the summer when they're looking for a new coach, literally have LeBron interview the guy. Yeah. Literally have him sit there, pick the pick the list of guys he wants to he wants to play for. You just need a guy who's just gonna sit there and pretend he's the coach. coach. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then just you know get paid to sit there and let LeBron. You could even bring like an old guy and just exactly. be like, listen, <laughs> you just gotta sit there and just pretend. Exactly. Say say some stuff, but LeBron's gonna just take control here. So like we said, the playoffs are coming up. We wanted to give our surprise playoff teams, teams that could make a run that maybe, you know, Aren't the Warriors or the Celtics or with the Celtics, you know, Kyrie Irving's now Celtics out. Are done now. Yeah, so we'll scratch them from that. The Rockets and the Cavs. For me, it's the third seed in the West, the Trailblazers out of Portland. I really like McCollum and Lillard. They're the best, I think, backcourt combo, combo in the league. I think they can easily make a run. They, if they're playing the Thunder tonight, that's going to be a good. There's going to be a good matchup to see where they stack up. And I think they could make a run. Yeah. Um, if you're going to talk about the Celtics being bad, um, look at the 6, 7, and 8 in the East. I'm going to talk don't, about, don't, talk about the, Bucks. the Bucks. Here goes the but, Bucks. But, <laughs> but, you know, you take, you, the Warriors could be there. Or not the Warriors. The Wizards could be there. Um, and the Heat could be there at the 7th seed, which would eventually probably play the Celtics. Um, so between those three teams, they could pull a first-round upset yeah. um, easily because the Celtics are without their best player in Kyrie. So look at those. I would say the Bucks definitely have the best shot there. Um, but since people are just gonna, I mean, the Bucks, call me by. Uh, but I also, oh but my team was the Pacers. Um, yeah. They're right now the five seed um, in the uh, East. Um, I really like the Pacers. I like Old Depot. I like what they did. Um, you know, it's kind of surprising because they got rid of George and everyone thought they were just gonna be a bad team and rebuild. And they're now they're the better. five seed. Um, right now they would eventually play the um, 76ers first round. Which is interesting because the 76ers are the four. Uh, that's, you know, they're a young team. They're inexperienced. Mm-hmm. They haven't been to the playoffs. They used to be the worst team in the league. You know, they've got star power, but star power that really hasn't been there before. Um, so the Pacers could definitely, they could upset uh, the 76ers first round, which really isn't an upset because it's five versus four. Um, but then, you know, they've given the Cavs troubles in the past, so you never know. But uh, I, I like the Pacers to be a surprise team. Yeah, it's crazy to me that I would pick a third-seeded team to be the surprise team out of the West. But, I mean, with the Rockets and the Warriors. Well, they're just in their own yeah. league. It's not going to matter. Yeah. yeah, it's eventually not going to matter. But I, I seriously do not see the Bucks winning a playoff series. I don't either. I, I really If they play the Celtics, they can definitely beat the Celtics. Uh, I mean, I the so. Celtics are probably their best matchup, but I don't think they they're, can they're the best. They're the best matchup by far. But if they got in a six versus Giannis, three with Cleveland, is why good, not? But that's it. And the Raptors, the Raptors, they've been inconsistent. So why Man. not? Well, the Bucks can definitely, they can make some noise. I'm telling you right now, the Bucks will not get swept. Wow, that's <laughs> Harry. What, what, what do you want to put on that? Are we gonna bet in the middle of the show? You know, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I, I do <laughs> not believe that the Bucks, led by Giannis, Giannis is a good player. I don't think Great he's a player. true. He's leader top five of in the a league. Team, he's though. top five in the league by far. Top five what? Players? Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes, God. Is. No. Giannis is top five in the league. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Anthony no. Davis, and uh, no Steph. Harden. Harden. No Steph. It goes. It goes. LeBron. Uh, okay, so Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Harden, um, and Kevin Durant. 
Those are the five. Oh Steph Curry's not top Giannis five. Is better than Russell Brett Westbrook. Yes. Oh my I, yes, god. Yes, I will take that. This LeBron, kid. Giannis is a more all-around player. You're delusional. Russell, yes. No. I would even put Kyrie Irving ahead of Giannis. Kyrie Irving can't stay on the court. Okay, this I is put, the first time in a while. I put a host of guys. Ahead. Yeah. No way. Giannis, Giannis is, top is a five. He's, player. The, he's next to LeBron. He's a is good the most player. Specially talented player. Are you kidding in me? The planet. He's a yes. good player. He cannot shoot to save his life. Did you, Neither he, can Russell Westbrook. He's comparing him. Did you just? Did I hear you? Yes. Right? You're yes. Comparing so you're him athletically to LeBron. Yes. Oh. One hundred percent. Giannis can dribble up the floor. So what you deal with Dribble up the floor in three dribbles. He's talented. He's the most specially talented player in the NBA next to LeBron. But he's not a leader. Yes, he. Yes, no, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's he the took Bucks. a franchise of, like the Bucks, who was dirt. To nothing. Dirt in the what, NBA. what are they at now? So now they're in the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff series. They're in the playoffs. But they've never won a playoff Three series. Three to four years ago, the Bucks were dirt. They were the okay, worst you team take, in the league. You take a team filled with my mom and my grandma <laughs> as the stars. They will make the playoffs in the East. No, they won't. The East isn't that tough to get an eighth seed. Yeah, it's they're not. Which is why the Bucks are the yeah. <laughs> they're they, they're they're way over. They're over 500. They're probably going to be winning 43 to 44 games. Last when Giannis wasn't there, when Giannis wasn't a star, they were winning 15. Yeah, Giannis games. is good, but I don't think he's a. I don't yeah, think he's a leader. I, I I think you're delusional. I think he's All right, top well, we're five. Moving top three we're moving on. We're moving on. We're gonna go surprise players now. You're not allowed to say Giannis. Uh, for me, it's a player who's been a really good player the last couple years. Is Bradley Beal. He's been alongside Wall for the last couple years. Been kind of his co-pilot. He's averaging 22 points a game this year 4.5 assists i think he's a player who's very undervalued in this league i think he's an all-star player and i think he's going to really help the wizards with john wall maybe make a run i don't think they will i don't think they'll even reach the finals but i think they can make a run with those two guys um mine is jj reddick for the 76ers um i think he's you know so underrated uh, he averaged just under 17 points. I think he I think he averaged 16.8, which doesn't matter. But um, he's their shooting guard. He's a good shooter. He's played, it seems like, everywhere, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But a team filled with young players, young, talented players like the 76ers have, like I said before, they're not, they don't have the experience. They've never been there before. J.J. Redick, he's a starter. Um, he's at, Like I said, he's averaging a good amount of points. I think he can be that leader the 76ers need if they want to make a run. And I think he's going to kind of take over that team in the playoffs, I, I feel like. Okay. Well, we're going to keep watching the playoffs, keep watching the Bucks, obviously. Um, we're going to move to question and answer. Got a couple great questions here. Keep sending them in every single week. One of the questions we got, we gave our players last show who we think are going to be absolute studs in the draft. Now we have what NFL prospects could be a bust. I'll let Truman start with that one because I think he's got a good... Um, well, I think when you look at busts, uh, you obviously look at, you want to start with the quarterbacks. Uh, any of the quarterbacks can be a bust. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, Josh Allen, uh, probably has the, in my opinion, the biggest high, high potential. He's got very high ceiling, but he's got, um, very bust potential. Um, you know, cause he doesn't have the accuracy and people are kind of just hyping up the arm and stuff like that. But I want to go different than the quarterbacks cause those can obviously be bust. Uh, I like, when you look at busts, I think you got to look at the corners and the safeties, um, I corners. It's hard to be. I'm not gonna say Denzel okay, Ward. Okay, I was waiting for you to say that. Um, it's hard to be a corner in the league. The receivers are much physically built than uh, college, and they're just they're just better. So it kind of scares me because the Packers obviously need a corner. But you got you look at all of them: Denzel Ward, Josh Jackson, stuff like that. They all have potential to be a bust because you never know. Are they gonna be able to match up with someone like Julio? Because he's completely different from a guy from. Um, the Big Ten or Wisconsin or something like that. Some of the players that these um, guys have seen in college. So you don't have a 
one. I don't have a separate one. I just kind of have a position group. No answer. Yeah. So uh, we'll go for me. I like Truman said. Quarterbacks always have a bust. I think the biggest chance for a bust this year. He's gonna be a guy with a very high ceiling, but he could also have a very low, you know, bust potential. Is Sam Darnold at USC? I like Sam Darnold. I think he's a good quarterback. I fell in love with him after that Rose Bowl game versus Penn State. But I think he's a guy to me who I think Brady Quinn is a good comparison right now coming out of college. Brady <laughs> Quinn and Sam Darnold both have that. They're they're beautiful arm movement. They have great. They can make great throws. But I think if he's pushed to the field too early like Brady Quinn was, he's going to be a bust. You saw what happened versus probably the most NFL-like defense, Ohio State. I know, Truman, but you got to admit, Ohio State... No, they were. They had the most Ohio NFL... State's probably the most NFL-ready team you'll face in college, other than Alabama, maybe. Alabama, but in this situation, and, in this season, Ohio State was the most NFL-like defense. And they had the most he, NFL-like defensive line. He just looked really lost in that game versus Ohio State. He was making so many bad throws... You know, obviously the offense line, you got to put that in there because USC's offense line is not used to going against somebody like Ohio State who just has NFL talent upon NFL talent. But I think, you know, going against NFL-rated corners like Denzel Ward, he just looked terrible. Yeah. I think he's going to need a good one to two years. That's why I think the Browns could be a good spot for him if they don't push him to the field too early. I know the Browns have a history of doing that, pushing guys to That's the field. Yeah. I mean, he's going right to the field. To I mean, you look, yeah. you look, they got like Kaiser, Manziel, Quinn, all guys they just threw out there just to get killed, and they ended up being busts. So we're going to watch that, but I think Sam Darnold is a good pick for that, something to watch. Yeah, I no. think uh, my player would be uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Really? I we were high on yeah, him. Yeah, we're Baker I, I know you like him. I know you like him. I just can't get over how much he reminds me of Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. It do it does honestly. And with his whole like his whole attitude. Yeah. And he says he's not gonna have off field issues, but I guarantee you he will have off field issues, and that'll be brought yeah, to whatever organization he's at. And I just it, physically he reminds me of Johnny. You know his personality reminds me of Johnny. And I know it's comeback season, but uh, yeah, I just I don't think he's. I could see it. I, I know. Don't, I love Baker Mayfield, but I can. There's there's a lot of risk with him, so I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why we like Baker Mayfield is another reason why he could be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Like, no, well, it's a roll of the dice. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. you're either gonna get. He's either gonna come into the league and just play classy and just completely reform himself, or he's gonna re- resort back to the college days. Immaturity of, of you know, I. Stabbing that flag into Ohio State's field really made me not like him at all. But I, I don't know. I, I really, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good player, but we'll see what happens there. A question we got, which is not really a football que- or sports question, is why did we start this podcast? Um, we just like sports. I think we just wanted to do this for a while, and we just one day we yeah. we sat down and really put pen to paper and just started it. Yeah, I think it um it was just kind of always an idea, uh but like Cole said like our all of our friend group you know we go to high school like uh you know it's kind of just like we, sports are just kind of like all we talk about mm-hmm. um with everyone at our high school and you know kind of to get that out there and just an excuse to talk even more about it um I just I don't know I just like the idea um and now the fact that we have people listening to us is just kind of cool um so yeah I don't know it was just a cool idea yeah um. So then we got, and the last question was, who are your favorite athletes of all time? For me, 
Uh, I'll let Truman start with this one, but let's go ahead and do no favorite teams. Oh. All right, well, all right, well, my favorite teams, my favorite athlete is, I don't even know what my favorite team is, so we'll just, we'll just. Well, we're skipping favorite okay, teams. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, um, I was we'll do We'll do basketball, baseball, football. Okay. Basketball, no favorite teams. All time, oh, wow, too. Wow, that's hard. Um, all time. You just put me on the spot. Um, Bass, you want to start with basketball? Yeah, I got one if you want me to. I like Shaquille O'Neal. He's my wow. favorite. He's my favorite basketball player <laughs> outside of uh, a... of the out of the Bucks. No, I've always liked Shaquille O'Neal. Um, he's huge. He literally looks like he's a football player and he plays center. Um, he couldn't do much outside of dunking and just absolutely down low. But I kind of like his off the field too. His commentating. He's a funny guy. Um, I've just always liked Shaq. For me, it's I have two in basketball. For me, it's Steve Nash. I really like Steve Nash. I mean, you can go on and watch his highlights for days. Some of those insane passes, just crazy to me. Another guy I really liked was Isaiah Thomas. Not the Celtics. I mean, not the Lakers, Isaiah Thomas. The Pistons back in the day, you know, the bad boys. I really liked how, how he played. You know, that game where he sprained his ankle, and he was, his ankle was three sizes too big, and he ended up playing. He ended up playing really well. Um, now we'll go baseball. All you time. go. You go first. Okay, for me, uh, outside of the Indians, a lot of Indians players would be on this before this guy is Ricky Henderson from the A's. He's another guy who played with that kind of swagger, that kind of cockiness. He had that speed, the stolen base king. He's probably my favorite player outside of the Indians. Um, I like. Uh, oh God. G- um. You say Jeter. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I don't <laughs> like Jeter. I, I don't like Jeter at all. But I do like uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, I know he gets a lot of hype because he went to the Yankees, um, but I always liked him in Miami. Um, I just kind of like his, I think he's a pure power hitter. Um, I don't think, he just doesn't seem like the type of guy to have a setback. Um, and I, I've always liked him. He's a great home run hitter. I've always rooted for him in the home run contest. Um, he just seems like a cool guy. Seems like a good guy. And I, I've always liked him outside. Of, it's just, this is really hard because yeah. a lot of yeah. the favorite players that I talk about all play for my teams and people know that because they obviously hear me and call me an idiot all the time. Um, so that, that that's this right. is hard. We'll do football. Uh, for me, there's a lot of names on this list. I can go through some of the guys I like, like Deion Sanders, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis. I like all those guys. But I think Chris Carter, for me, is a yeah. yeah. Ohio State, I, that's one of the main reasons. He came, you know, he came to the league. I think he played for the Eagles. He got cut. He really wasn't. You know, he had a lot of off-the-field type of stuff, but he really turned it around, and he was a very underrated receiver. I think he's top five all time. Yeah. And I, I really Viking like his card. Viking yeah. He's just a great guy, too. Yeah, he, you can see him now. I, I really like his show. You know, he's on, uh, I think he's on Fox Sports, and I really like him with Nick Wright. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, J.J. Watt is my favorite um, player of all time. I, he's a badger, too, I know, but I don't care. Um, Break out, the rules. Yeah. <laughs> outside of, uh, in the NFL... Um, another quarterback I've always liked, I, I think John Elway, um, even though he beat the Packers wow, yeah, in the Super Bowl. Say, um, that's a shock. I've always liked the way he plays. He's a little bit of a gunslinger. Um, kind of can compare him to Brett Favre. Um, but yeah, I, I, John Elway is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. And um, another player that I love, people, I think I've talked about him before, and this is weird because he's not good, but Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love yeah, his beard. This is weird. And um, I've always loved him. Harvard. I've always wanted the Packers to get him as a backup. Um, but I've He's always liked Yeah. All right, so let's keep sending the questions in every single, you know, every single show. We're gonna try to get as many on as possible. Now we're gonna transition, you know, more to an interview style here with Cole. So tell us about your background in sports, Cole. Well, um, 
I've always played uh, sports recreationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, played baseball for a while. Um, you know, the, the classic rec basketball with, with yeah. the boys here. So a lot of people. It's a pretty big deal yeah. for a bit. Um, and then just golf. Like golf is my uh, one of my most favorite sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to do that uh, quite frequently with my you know my friends and my my family. So that's that's the extent of my sports experience. Yeah, what what are what are your favorite teams, professional teams? Oh, you guys, this is gonna. Oof. Yeah, uh, I'll start baseball. I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of people give me yeah, uh, shit for that. Uh, football. Uh, do you want to do college and? NFL? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, Truman, no surprise that I'm an Ohio State fan. Yeah, um, puke. Uh, in the NFL, I do root for the Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm also a Cowboys fan. Oh, uh, that's making me sick to my stomach right now. <laughs> uh, I was raised up as a Cowboys fan. My dad's a huge Cowboys fan, so it kind of was like you guys and the Packers. I'm yeah. sure it was a family kind of thing. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, basketball, I love the Cavs. I love LeBron. Um, I've always loved LeBron. Yeah, you were a Heat fan when he went to LeBron, right? When I, he went to Miami. Uh, people are saying I'm a front runner, but... I don't. I didn't root for the Heat. Yeah. I rooted for LeBron because I absolutely love LeBron. I think he's the best basketball player to ever walk this, you know, the earth. I think he's better than MJ. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just amazed at his athletic abilities too. So, um, yeah, those are my favorite teams. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, golf a little bit. How did you fall in love with the sport of golf? Um, really, from as young as I can remember, um, I remember like playing golf with my dad. And then I remember as a kid growing up, we had the the privilege of watching Tiger in his heyday. Yeah. And I remember literally sitting around our TV, and we'd have, like, people over to watch Tiger Woods play golf. Mm. And that was, like, the first time. It was really the first time anyone did that for golf. Tiger changed the game of golf so much and made it such a big deal to everyone yeah. that uh, I really I fell in love with it. I have red polos I wear on Sundays. You yeah. Know, it, it, it was it's, just... Yeah, he changed. Yeah, he changed the. I think he really made golf what it is right now. Yep. So you know, you said you mentioned Tiger. Uh, He's playing right now in the Masters. Yep. It just finished. Yeah. What is he right now? He finished at one over today. Not great, but decent, I guess, for you know somebody coming back. Somebody mentioned today. I think I want to get your thoughts on this. If Tiger ends up winning this Masters, is that the greatest comeback in all sports? No doubt. Ever. Yeah. True. Any sport? Any sport. The greatest comeback. Greatest comeback. I, I believe that, too. Because what makes it so great is that... I, I agree. I, I really do agree. What makes it so great is we've never seen someone... I mean, there's been dominant athletes. Yeah. But Tiger, in his day, was so dominant. I mean, he was beating the number two... Uh, He's beating Phil Nicholson, who was the number two player for most of his young career. I mean, the first time he played the Masters, he won by 12 strokes. Yeah. In 97. I mean, I, we've never seen someone be so dominant and then completely... And utterly fall, fall apart. And just fall like from a, grace. In like a span of like a month. Yeah. He just. <laughs> it went from no one could touch this man to he's not even world world ranked. Yeah. You know? And I think if he could come back, win the Masters again, you know, at 42 after a fusion back surgery, I don't I don't think there's any greater comeback story than that. The ups and downs. I mean, he literally, like you said, he was so high and he fell so hard. Uh, I don't think you've seen anything like that. No. So, if he does, it was this so is all public if, when he felt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so. I mean, it was in his personal life. Um, his golf was affected. Um, I think he went. I, I listen. I'm not a big golf guy at all. We're gonna let Cole do this, but I think he went from like one. I think it said to he was like 600 something. So he wasn't even ranked. Um, you know yeah, where yeah. In, anywhere notably. Um, so and now if he comes back up, 
you know, that, that would be, I, I, I do agree with you guys. Yeah, that. he would be, that would be so amazing and so fun to watch. So we're going to talk about the Masters. We got it on right now. To give us some of your surprise sleepers for the Masters. Um, is Tiger a sleeper? Or are we going to say he's No, we're going to go and leave Tiger off of this right okay. now. <laughs> um, I think um, one of my guys I would definitely look out for, and he had a pretty good round today, is uh, Spieth. Mm-hmm. Um, the past few tournaments here, he was uh, tied for third to Houston, which was last weekend. Weekend before that, he was cut at the Valspar. And then he's had a couple, you know, uh, top 20 finishes, but he has not won a golf tournament since the Open, which yeah. was about a year ago. A little over a year ago. Um, and he really just has not been the same guy that he's been when he's won this tournament. He's not playing well. He's missing cuts. Um, but I think uh, I think he's back to his form, really. And today he was, he was putting well. It was one of the things he struggled with uh, recently. But he's putting well again. Looks like he's, you know, um, hitting good shots. So I would I would sleep on Jordan Spieth. I'd also sleep on uh, Charlie Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoffman always gets off to a, usually a great start the first three rounds of the, uh, the tournaments, usually. Um, but can never really... Uh, capitalize on the fourth day and bring it home, but I would I'd look for him to be up there definitely for the first three rounds of this tournament. So, who are some of the you think golfers going into that are pretty you know overrated that you don't think are going to do as well? Um, I don't think uh, DJ. I think DJ's overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought that. Yeah, he can hit it like 400 yards, which is impressive. Yeah. Um, but I always thought he's overrated. I've I've never understood the the fascination with him. Um, also Ian Poulter, just because I hate the man. Uh, <laughs> Why do you hate him? Well, he was. Uh, Last weekend they said he was in the Masters, and then they said actually no the math is wrong so you're not in the Masters so he had to go out and win the Houston tournament to get in the Masters. Yeah. And he ended up going out and doing that and uh, he's just a jerk he's yeah he's just an asshole and <laughs> I just I can't stand him. So. So you mentioned it a little bit we talked about it. who is your favorite athlete of all time? That's really tough. Yeah. Um. A lot of people get stumped by this. You say LeBron, I'm puke, so you might as well just go with Tiger. I love LeBron. (laughs) I love Tiger. Um, I I love David Ortiz. Yeah. Um, But it's got to be Tiger. No one makes me feel the way I do. Yeah. In, like, watching Tiger. Like, before I came over here, I I went through a a field of emotions today. I remember sitting in class, streaming it on my laptop, being so happy, get home, watch him make a bogey, and then the rest of my day is ruined. So it's, (laughs) no one does what Tiger does for me. Yeah. So, I, I forgot I skipped over this. Who's your pick to win the Masters? Tiger Woods. Really? Um, You're riding with him? I, I've, I've always ridden him. When yeah. I just fall from grace. I never lost faith. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, I just love the guy. Um, and I think he's going to do it. One yeah. over today is not a bad score. Augusta is an extremely hard golf course. Mm-hmm. I think people understand how hard Augusta is with all the, you know, changes in uh, the greens, the undulations, and how difficult this course really is. And I think uh, Stenson's at four under right now. Uh, round one, I think, you know, being five shots back or whatever he is, um, I think he'll be in prime position. He can get out there. If he can hit his drives tomorrow, hit straight drives, um, make some putts, he'll be right up there. And I, I definitely think that uh, he can pull it off. Yeah. So that's something we'll be watching. So we said your favorite athlete of all time, but like you said, Tiger. What's your favorite sports memory of all sports time? Sports memory? Yeah. Um, it's got to be between either between the Cavs winning the championship or uh, the Red Sox in two thousand and seven. Yeah, winning the World Series. Um, you have to pick one to watch the highlights for. Oh, I, I, I think I, I think I would pick the Cavs just because. Yeah. I was older and I remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understood what it meant more. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as a you know young kid watching the Red Sox win the World Series. Uh, um, so they went in 04, 
the yeah. first time in 86 years, but I wasn't old enough to really experience yeah. that, you know. Uh, but I think the Cavs winning, because I was, you know, just a few years ago, and I was, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you lived through it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a popular choice for the last couple of guests. So, we won again. That's the end of our show. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Go ahead and go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 1 2. Uh, we'll be on 12 Ounce again tomorrow from on Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern. It was really cool to listen to us the other day. Uh, you know, we're really excited to be on with 12 Ounce. They're a pretty fast growing company right now. So, we want to thank you, our guest, Cole. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we want you to have a great day and tune in on Tuesday. We have a special guest, uh, Stephen Handy's going to come in talk baseball. <laughs> uh, so thank you and uh, have a great day. Thank you guys. Go Packers. <laughs>